It is the all-new Um Yeah Sports Podcast, where it's all about the Bay Area sports scene with John and Chris. We're glad you joined us. Let's get to it. All right, welcome to episode two of the Um Yeah Sports Podcast. I'm Chris, and with me, as always, is John. Hey, man, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I am doing good. It is October the 6th. The Rays are now officially, or officially, depending on how you pronounce it, out of the playoffs, and it was not pretty. Yeah, it was a, a quick sweep for uh, Texas to get past the Rays at home, which is usually pretty mm. hard to do. Um, but that they stadium were, was a little empty, a little yeah, empty. Seventy nine percent the first game of max capacity, and then eighty one percent. Yeah, which you'd hope to get more than that um, for the playoff game, yeah. for the playoffs for sure. And, and the... no, weird time of day though for the game. Although I saw something on on X where they had other playoff game day, you know, kind of days of the week or what have you, and the attendance, and it wasn't a problem. So I think maybe the passion for the team, there's like something not there. It's kind of weird uh, this for this team, maybe with all the player stuff that's been going on and different folks, you know, getting hurt or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't get it. We spent a lot of time in Seattle and when the Mariners were – hot and heavy in the playoffs, which was like, you know, for a brief period of time in the early 2000s, um, that place, you know, it didn't matter when it was. You could have had the game at, you know, three in the morning and be sold out. Yeah. Um, but Tropicana it, Field is kind of not a great I mean, they're going to be re- redoing in, in the near future, yeah. getting a new stadium, mm-hmm. which should boost attendance. Looks super yep. solid for the pictures I've seen. Uh, yeah, but yeah. Could be cool. Um, well, to the first, you know, for, first official round toward of the playoffs is tomorrow. Uh, yeah, so they just squeaked into the playoffs into that little wild card thing, right? Yeah, after so. a good start of the season, kind of a lull, and then they came back and were able to finish it off. Uh, so they were able to keep the top wild card spot, which forced Texas to have to come to them. And I expected a little bit more fight out of them, but like we talked about, they are severely injured. Uh, yeah. So they don't really have the full team that they have had, and things have happened to them a little bit. But it's still not great to have scored one point in all of your yeah, first considering round. Considering and, and what and what did Texas? What did they score over the course of those two games? Uh, seven and four, so looking at eleven points. Go. Okay, yeah. uh, across the two, the first game was four to zero, and the second game was seven to one. Um, so this these games uh, statistically and what you saw on the field, I think, line up perfectly. Uh, it was just first off, it was really poor outfielding uh in its entirety actually just poor defense it was just a lot of mistakes bad throws across the diamond to get guys out that should be routine you know third to first base should be a play that you do every game multiple times a game it should succeed we're bouncing off the turf injuring guys almost taking out of the game the catcher in both games had situations where he tried to throw a guy out second base and either threw it behind him or just threw into the outfield and then he went to the the dugout which allowed the guy to score so just miscues Mm-hmm. inside the diamond but in the outfield it was also a lot of you guys not being able to track the ball down and just letting it bounce and letting them get on base and i think a percentage of that was uh the texas rangers were playing with a lot of or they they were hitting balls with a lot of speed so the balls were exiting quite fast and that was something the mariners did really well uh but i think with the, the Rays, i think the Rays. well i was just saying the, the mariners. mariners yeah because the mariners uh i've seen a lot of one i watch those games they always talk about how fast uh, they're okay. hitting gotcha. it's a comparison gotcha. comparison stat there uh, gotcha. But for the Rays, it was all just kind of slow hit balls that were easy to you know catch and do what you need to do with. So it didn't really feel like they were getting anything going. 
And then Tyler Glass now really had no control of the strike zone at all uh, in in that in the first game where the Rays were uh, held to no score. He played five innings, and of his 98 pitches, 57 of them were strikes. I computed that's about 58% strikes. So a lot of his balls were all over the map. Yeah. Uh, even the ones that – so if you look at his stats, they'll say his eight strikeouts. But of those strikeouts, like – I think if I remember correctly, four or five of them were out of the zone where guys were just becoming impatient and just swinging at everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and that just, you know, bailed them out a little bit, but this, this Texas team was really <laughs> letting him have it. And the reason he pitched only five innings is because he had like 90 pitches within those five innings. So he had a full game's worth of pitches in the, in, in about half the game. So really no help there. And then he had to bring in the, the backups or the, the relievers to come into the game to play a big chunk of the game. They really couldn't stop the bleeding and the hitting was just not there. They did pretty much nothing. And all that combination results in no points and no wins. But that's okay with the wild card. You do have three chances over the uh, over three games to try to come back. They were unable to do so. Uh, and then the second game was just more of the same. I mean, it was just poor, you know, outfielding. And maybe that's a percentage of that is the injuries and not having the correct guys out there and trying to learn it again. Uh, maybe a certain percentage of that is just trying to yeah. try to sh- prove something, like trying to come back and play well, even even when you had that little lull in the middle there, trying to trying to get back at it a little bit. But it's not to say that the Reds had a bad season because they played really well. And we know sports in particular are very unpredictable. Uh, yeah. You know, teams that are play really well can slide and, and not play as well. And teams that are not great come back and end up beating the teams that are supposed to be the top dogs, as we see with Texas. Uh, and that's kind of what the case is lies. Um, we'll kind of keep tabs on where the playoffs go as they continue. But that's really, you know, all that's, that's it for the race. Yeah. The race. Baseball is a tough sport, man. It's a grind. There are so many games, and you can do so well for so long. But if you're not doing well right at the end of the year, right at, you know, going into the playoffs. The hot streak. Yeah, and and for fans, it's just so hard, man, because you're so – and you get so invested over the course of that season, um, and then it just – and then it's just – it's over. It's over. Um, So I think, like – I mean, just look at the records. I mean, the the Rays were 99-63. and Mm-hmm. Really yeah. good record, fifty three and twenty eight at home. Like yeah. statistically, they should have dominated Texas because Texas, the Texas Rangers were forty and forty one away. They wow. lost more than they won away, and wow. they come in there and they just sweep you like that. Baseball is yeah. unpredictable, and that's why if, you know on the first podcast you said we're not going to predict the score of these <laughs> games because it is impossible to do so. Uh, yeah. I personally did not expect them to get swept. I expected them to, or even held scoreless in a lot of cases. Uh, but like I said, it, it's, it, it's an unpredictable world, the baseball and, you know, teams win that should, shouldn't maybe win. But, you know, yeah. if you play hot enough and you play hot enough at the right time, you can have success. Yeah, that's what I think it is. So, all right. Okay. So the Buccaneers, they are off Number this one. week. We have an early season off week, and quite frankly, it probably comes at a great time for them um, with uh, with some of the defense being out. They have time to heal. Um, but we made a we had a, I think we made a prediction last yeah. time. Uh, we had a couple. You had one. I had one for how this the score would end. All right. So what was the final score? Of the 26 game? 20, Oh, man, we were. Well, I mean, I was right. They won. Um, but, and I, and I think I said they were going to win. What, what did I say? I think you said 20... it was going to be like exactly average. Like I think you said 20 to 27, right? 20 to 27. So the buck, I think, 
Isn't that right? Yeah, yeah. It's coming close to that. Um, I think that's, or maybe it was 2017. I don't remember. I think it was 2017. I think it was pretty close to that. We'll go back and listen to it. (laughs) But we should should have a little spreadsheet going so that we can track. But um, but yeah, so um, they they the offense I think delivered on their part of it, and and so did the defense, and um, the New Orleans Saints were not able to deliver their their average. Um, yeah, and, uh, but Derek Carr played, right? Yeah, he was in. He was in. He played, and it, didn't Jameis didn't didn't they did they came in with a Jameis Winston <laughs> interception? Interception, yeah, it was which they, is beautiful. They, they lost, poetry. and they just like shove him in, don't risk the starters, and he just launches yeah. it. They yeah, double coverage. But I mean, as far as the time possession, it's nearly perfect. Thirty-one minutes for the Bucks, twenty-eight minutes for the Saints. Which, okay. if you round up, it's closer to twenty nine. So basically, perfect. The difference came in the Saints did not have a defense. I mean, the Bucks just had whatever they wanted. They could run it, they could pass mm-hmm. it, they could do anything they mm-hmm. wanted to do, and they weren't getting any pressure on um, on Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield seemed pretty relaxed back there, and where yeah. he started to flex muscles a little bit and had some running plays, which I did not expect mm-hmm. personally, uh, based off the he's fact that some, yeah, he's got Baker doesn't run, but he's yeah, just well, like hey, he's running now. He let's go ahead courage. and let's, let's do he it. Made some courageous plays. He was bold, man. He was he was in it to win it, man. I mean, it was just it was just a breakdown for the Saints. And even when Baker made a bad play and he threw that interception, and, and you know, in the red zone, they turn around and just fumble the ball in the first play. You know, they come in there, get that get that strip, and then dive right on top of it, which was fun to watch. I mean, the, you you think, oh, it's, we we screwed ourselves, and then they come back and they they redeem that and they get done when they need to get done. I mean. It was just not a good performance by Derek Carr. He was 23 for 37 for 127 yards wow. the entire game. Baker, on the wow. other hand, 25 for 32, so pretty good completion, the average there. For 246 yards, three touchdowns, and an interception. And the interception just was him being greedy. I mean, he didn't have to throw that ball. You got to you gotta have to kind of see that, that guy's being blanketed all the way down the field. But I think when we, before we talked about it, we talked about them needing to get the ball in Chris Godwin. Uh, Mike Evans and uh, Auden's hands. That was the guys that I thought we'd need to do, and they did that. And when they did that, they scored. Mike Evans made Lattimore look like, a, a, you know, a high school defender out there. He was, he had him all over the place. And you know, oh, when you yeah. have a guy like that on your team, you throw it to him. You throw it up tall, and he'll get out there and he'll make those mm-hmm. completions. Uh, seemed like he didn't lose any, um, lose a step. Even though the Eagles game might not have been the best performance by him, he came back and he had a good game for himself. Chris Godwin's was uh, playing a lot of like little quick slant games and some flat games, which I thought was going to be very important for them to, if they're going to succeed in this game. Did a lot of that, uh, and they were just able to move the ball consistently. And Baker Mayfield was doing those passes that they needed to come back to. They stopped with like trying to force the issue, mm-hmm. just do those quick stuff, and then help them have a lot of success and led to them having 353 total yards of defense to the Saints 197. So they had a significant... It was a significant difference in that, uh, in this game. And I just think, you know, it's just one of those situations where turnovers did the Saints in badly. Defense just wasn't there. Uh, Derek Carr just couldn't get anything humming. And even though they, you know, had some situations where they moved down the field and, and tried to, uh, tried to, you know, counter every time they did, it would just came away and field goals. It didn't come away with anything mm-hmm. of any, of any sort of meaning, uh, just cause they really couldn't get anything going. Uh, the defense wasn't as, 
stout as you as they were in the Green Bay. In the, uh, it was Carolina, I think it was Green Bay. Those couple games that they played, yeah, it was Green Bay. Uh, and those games where they kind of were able to get the uh, get the uh, wide receivers in check more. And this game that just was all over the place. It was it was <laughs> whatever the Bucks wanted, they got, uh, yeah. and and they kind of just allowed that to happen. And then you know. Baker made the good decisions. I mean, as you're watching, so are you coming around? Are you now? Are you? Are you a a Baker? So like lever at this point, has he shown you enough? I've always said that there's two types of quarterbacks: the game managers and the guys that are just like Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, those like flashy Mm -hmm. guys that you Mm -hmm. would base a team off of. With Baker Mayfield, he's showing that he can be a game manager and he can do it consistently. Make some smart choices. He not, can decide not, where to go yeah. with the football, make it happen quickly, get the ball out of his hand and get it on t- mostly on target. Uh, and I think when you do that, you're going to turn heads because, you know, he's had a career where he's, you know, been on the Rams. He had that really good drive, but nothing was really working for him. He was having some issues, um, you know, with the Browns. It was decent, wasn't great, kind of ups and downs. Erratic. erratic. Yeah. And now you kind of... And now you go here and you allow him to have the Mike Evans, the Chris Godwins of the world. And you're like, okay, now yeah, have just some real get these guys. Yeah. Like, yeah, just get in the area. Just get the ball here. Like with Mike Evans, like you can force the issue with Mike Evans because yeah. he'll go up there and get it. Like yep. he didn't have that in the other two teams. Like the Rams were, other than Van Jefferson, pretty short team. Where they didn't have yeah. that like tall guy. It was, it was Cooper Cup. You're going to have to lay that pinpoint accuracy yeah. and let him have it and run. Yeah. With OBJ, right. it was he could do some pretty spectacular stuff, but at the same time, he didn't really want to be there. And also, like he was Baker was trying to force the issue too much. You get this new play caller. I think he's doing a really good job of helping Baker play to Baker's strengths. Yeah. And when you yeah. do that, you're going to win football games like this. These games where it's their defense is doing their job. They're keeping this Saints team in check. They're not letting them do anything. You've got a good special teams, and now it's on you to be like, okay, go out there and make those correct plays. And other than a couple of different throws that he just tried to force an issue, one of them was to Auden where he was coming across on the scene or on a, on a slant, and there was a defender sitting on either hip of him, and he still tried to get into that window that pretty much no one could throw it into, and it could have been picked off. Uh, the defender just shouldn't get it. The other play was you know on that when he was trying to get that touchdown fade. It's going to have to be that that ball has to be on that perfect spot. So those are the questions that I have still about Baker is in those games, when he know, needs to place in the, the ball, playoff, can he place, can he place yeah. it in that perfect spot? Can he get that drive where you're going to have to use big chunks because the defense is stopping in the short game? Can he succeed? But for these games that are just like the early season to mid season, or even just to get to the playoff, like a wild card spot, I think he's, uh, you know, a good solution for where the bucks are at. How long does that last? How long do they keep him? I think it's going to depend on is Godwin and is Mike Evans and a Bucks uniform come 2024 in that season. Yeah. If not, yeah. then I think they're going to look at their options. But well, that's all that. Let's 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 slow it down a little bit and let's let's do. But this yeah, I think before yeah. we start worrying about next season. Well, I think <laughs> I, you just that's right. Just that's kind of my spiel on on Baker Mayfield and oh, where Baker he's overall. Yeah. where he's at, where his future lies. But in this game, he really did do a good job of helping this team stay competitive and stay. Yep. And now they're three and one. Uh, and yep. going, on in, top, going into a bye week, go get some, go get some they, rest. I'm curious. Get recharged. And, uh, and then hopefully some of those, some of that secondary on the defense can come back. Uh, because I think if they get that tightened up, that defense can become something scary. Well, I got a fun um, game next week. Uh, who do they have coming up after the that? Lions? Ah, that's a good test. It's a fun game. But is that is that going to be in Detroit or is that going to be uh, in uh, in Tampa? 
Lemon James. James. Oh yeah, that's right. That's the creamsicle. That's the creamsicle game. So the Bucks they give them going... a forty-six point one percent chance of winning. So uh, they're okay. they're the so underdogs. They're the underdogs at home in the creamsicles. Uh, Three twenty-five. Um, and by the way, this goes back to an old rivalry. The Bucks used to be when I was growing up um, in Tampa. The Bucks were in the NFC Central, is what it was called. And it was like kind of the the Bucks with like all of the cold weather teams. So the Packers, the Bears, the Lions, and then like the Bucks, you know. That's and such a so, it's such an interesting thing to throw all those really cold teams in with the really warm team. Right. It's a way they could go get like, you know, at least get one warm game and go get vacation or whatever. But <laughs> um, but the the Detroit Lions, you know, back in the day were actually a pretty good team in that, you know, kind of in the central back in the Barry Sanders days. And uh, so there was just, you know, it'd be kind of reminiscent of, of the old days. It'll be fun. NFC Central battle. So, uh, so yeah, so that's not a bad thing to come back from. In the, off the week, game's a little bit a away, a little bit of ways bit. away, but it's just, uh, it's going to be a good game, a good test because I think Jared Goff and Baker Mayfield are the same as far as them being game managers for the right. respected squad. Jameson, Jameson Williams is going to be back this week. Uh, so he's going to be able to play. Uh, he's the speedster, I believe out of Alabama. So he's going to come in and allow the, I think give an extra spark an extra boost. Uh, Montgomery has been playing really well. So it's going to be like, I think it's going to be punch for punch with these guys. I think this offensive line is going to have a really big test this week, uh, that week just to test, you know, can they stop this defense that Dan Campbell has been putting together, crafting and, and trying to get to a high level of, of a play. Uh, this team has done a really good job overall of, you know, offensively moving the ball very well and playing while beating the likes of the Chiefs uh, in week one to be exact same record as the, as the, as the Bucks are both three and one. So if they win, they'll be you know, one game better. But this game, I think, is going to really test where this Bucks, t- uh, Bucks team is at. Is their offensive line in good shape? Uh, can Baker, when he's underdressed, can he make that good decision with that football? Is that still going to be happening? Is he going to get happy? Is he going to get trigger happy? Things like that. And can this Bucks team run the football? Because running the football is very important. You know, that playoff run that they had a couple of years ago with Tom Brady and Fournette, it was playoff Lenny. It was that running game that really, mm-hmm. you know, put that spark into place. And he's going to run to get against a good defensive line. And then also defensively, can these cornerbacks that haven't been great, like against the Eagles, they struggled. They had a couple of good games against, you know, the Vikings and the Bears. But, you know, other than last night, the Bears haven't been uh, tremendous. So can they keep everybody in check and can they do that? So I think this is going to be a really good test. Get some rest, you know, for this team. Get them yeah. you know, in a good tip-top shape and then throw them at the lines and see what they can do and see if they're able to be on come out on top. And it's going to be really fun to watch. And we'll get that prediction, you know, before that game happens. But not Sure. Yet. Yep. Awesome. All right. Anything else that you uh, you want to chat about before we close this thing out? Uh We'll keep watching the playoffs. I know it's you know disappointing that you know the the Rays got eliminated, but it'll be interesting to see how that all shakes out. And then you know it's kind of disappointing we don't get to talk about the Bucks. One podcast in, we get to talk about them, and then turn hey, around. The bye week. The talk Rays the are week. gone, and the and the Bucks are off this hey, week. That's okay. That's okay. See, we still figured it out. So but, you know, uh, we'll have good some good things to talk about as we head into that Lions game. Uh, we'll see how the the Lions aren't off this week, right? They're going to be playing. No, so no, they'll be playing. So we'll get a little bit more information about what that team's going to look like as we get closer. Um, and Lions uh, are playing uh, the Carolina Panthers. How disappointing! Oh, okay. Well, one. that's good. They can help uh, improve 
Tampa's. Uh, yes, that is true. The, that is true. In the south, so. Well, I mean, it's, it's not good. really helping because Carolina's at one four and then at the bottom. Ah. Just so, wait, that's the last thing we should talk about. Okay, so Tampa's number one at three and one. Atlanta's two okay. and two. Uh, okay. New Orleans is two and two. And then New Orleans. New Orleans. New Orleans. New Orleans. Say New Orleans. Say it. New Orleans. <laughs> yeah. uh, they're, the Saints are playing the New England Patriots uh, in that game. And then Atlanta's playing Texas, uh, Houston. Uh, so there will be interesting. I think the best game that we get in 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 the uh, NFC South is going to be the Falcons versus Houston because Houston is turning a corner in a lot of people's minds. Mm-hmm. So that'll yeah. be the best game, and I think that, that will pose the biggest threat. So that's where we stand uh, awesome. as of October 6th. All right. Fantastic. Well, thanks for hanging out. Appreciate yeah. it, listeners. Uh, appreciate you as well. And uh, if you haven't done so already, please hit the subscribe button. That will let you know when new episodes are available. Otherwise, we will talk soon. See you. See ya. God bless. Yep.